Happy freaking holidays, everybody. I hope you've recovered by now from your Thanksgiving meals. Americans, I'm speaking to here, of course. Everybody else, maybe you ate something really big on November 28th also. Hopefully, you've all recovered. Anyway, now it's time to think about the future holidays. There's Christmas, there's Hanukkah, there's Kwanzaa, there's all the other holidays that come in December that I'm unaware of. And you can buy something for people during those holidays. A lot of those holidays encourage you to do so. And something you should probably buy for yourself, if you don't think other people are going to buy you things that you like, is our new book. It's called How Can He Fold? Incredible Poker Hands Broken Down Decision by Decision. It's our poker guy's new poker book. It is big time tournament hands involving the best and most famous players in the world. There are 37 bite-sized, fun, easy-to-read chapters written by Jonathan and I in a conversational back and forth. It is beautifully illustrated. You can learn a lot starting from the least complex hands at the beginning of the book to the most complex hands at the end of the book. And while you learn, guess what? You get to have fun, too. Can't say no to that during the holiday season, can you? You Grinches. Anyway, go pick it up. You can get it at our website. It's in the description of this podcast, thepokerguys.net. That website will give you access to the ebook. You will also find a link there for Amazon where you can get the paperback, which is, you know, a good thing to hold in your hand and show everybody, show it off. Be like, hey, look at the book I bought. I'm pretty smart. Anyway, that's what you should do. Get, get the book. <laughs> and now on with the podcast today on The Breakdown. It's what's happening. It's current. It's brand freaking new. It's the $250,000 super high roller bowl from the Bahamas. And not just any super high roller bowl, but the one with all the good players. <laughs> That's right. This final table is crazy stacked. We, there are eight players left. We're in the money. $4 million for first place. And we're going to see a hand between Eric Seidel and Seth Davies. These are two people. <laughs> All right, I forgot his name for a second. It's okay. These are two guys who are smart. And, and on some ways, this, this <laughs> looks a little bit like a cooler. But there's actually a lot of fascinating moments in this hand. We are excited to talk about it right now on The Breakdown. With great as and Jonathan Levy. These are two guys who are, are smart. <laughs> I realized that in my book ad, I've yeah. neglected to mention Festivus, and for that I apologize uh, because, was, you know, the feats of strength need to be recognized as an important tradition of Festivus and the airing of grievances. That was a top-notch book ad you did there. Really? Yeah. Oh, appreciate that. You're welcome. Hopefully you all buy the book due to the book ad. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, so this is the Super High Roller Bowl Bahamas. I guess they're just doing the Super High Roller Bowl in a bunch of different places now instead of just in Vegas during the series. I guess, yeah. This is like different. Like they used to do it just before the World Series, right? Now they do it twice a year in Vegas. Now they're doing it in the Bahamas. They did it somewhere else earlier, too. Mm. I forgot where it was, but they got a smaller field wherever it was. Maybe yeah. it was London. I think maybe it was London. Anyway. Super High Roller Bowl is becoming like a, a touring brand rather than just something that happens in Vegas. Yeah, because it used to be the Aria Super High Roller right. Bowl. And that's, and that's great because, you know, it brings together the best players in the world playing the highest stakes tournaments in the world. And that's something that we like to see, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. 51 players entered this event, uh, but we are down to eight, Grant. Eight, and they are unbelievably big names. 
So yeah. they're no longer capping the fields, I guess. 51 is a random number. Like, they used to cap it at 48, and there would yeah. be invite-only stuff going on in yeah, the I'm, Super High Roller Bowl. It seems like they're not capping the field, especially with the travel. And so I imagine in Vegas, it's it's maybe they feel more of a need to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I, haven't, I don't know how they did that this time. But let's just talk about all the players who are left who are so freaking good. Justin Bonomo, Steve Dwyer, Seth Davies, Jason Kuhn, Eric Seidel, Daniel Devoris. That's like already seven kind of big time players. I mean, you're, you're lumping Daniel Divorce in with those guys. I am. I know. I was, it's six big time players at Dale Divorce. Is yeah. There who has once been broken down by the poker guys yeah. so that makes him a big time player kathy lenny the rich lady yep, yep. and wei chan who i don't know anything about and never heard of uh doesn't mean he's not good I'm not saying he isn't good just don't know who that is did we hand in him uh i certainly have not but i'm going to click on his name right now as we're talking about him and see what comes i'm handing him as we speak and you know who you should hand in there should be a hand in mob for like best suggestors of poker guys stuff you know yeah and Mark Testar would certainly have a pretty good hand in because oh yeah here he is suggesting this hand Wei Chan has eleven point three millions in live earnings oh okay so that's legit I assume he's playing a lot of big buy in stuff but that's pretty legit no matter what yeah he's okay. he's playing mostly super high buy in okay. stuff so he, play, he played the million pound event he got right. ninth for min cash for one point two million okay so yeah he's playing super high buy in stuff he won uh. Triton Super High Roller Series main event in July 2018 for 3.2 million. All right. Anyway, so the point is the table is really, really tough. Yeah. As tough as it gets. Now, it's not shocking. These are always going to be the toughest tables, these 250Ks, especially where, they, where they're either limited or the Super High Roller Bowls in general are just like star-studded events, basically. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. That's what Mark Tester suggested. It's also why Steed Carson suggested it. Yeah. They had to get a little creative with the suggestion. This is not on YouTube because it's Poker Go, and they don't put anything on YouTube because they're so special. <laughs> Good for you, Poker Go. You're going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even on the Poker Go website yet. So what they had no. to do is find the tweet that Poker Go sent out about this hand, which doesn't even have the preflop action. We had to reconstruct that with our genius brains. We did it, though. We were able to do it using math and also science. And Correct. It was very powerful what we did. And you're going to find that out when we talk about the flop and preflop. Uh, but anyway, they, they sent us instead of a YouTube link and a timestamp, which is what you should generally send us if you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown is a YouTube link and a timestamp. They sent us that tweet and said, hey, you should, uh, you should break this down. Yep. Hey, you know, you were talking about a hended mob for, uh, for suggestors. Yeah. Why isn't there a Wikipedia page for like suggestors on the breakdown and the different like why hasn't anyone made that there's what the e- hell is going even on a, there's not even a poker guys wikipedia it's, page it's damn upsetting is what it is <laughs> yeah julian assange gets a wikipedia page <laughs> and we don't what kind of a world Mark is this cuban has a wikipedia page i mean i'm pretty sure he does yeah Dave divorce probably is a jimmy yeah. carter gets a wikipedia page <laughs> Dave divorce probably does not have a wikipedia i page, bet he actually. does but actually after winning the super high roller bowl he probably does well way to give that away well this doesn't it doesn't affect, matter doesn't he's, not, he's not in this hand but in yeah, this the hand. ultimate winner of this event is daniel divorce who yeah. is you know four million dollars the one that i shat upon earlier <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah but he's actually a good player we think he's just not on the level of like the steve o'dwyer's yeah. and justin bonomo's of the world right correct um yeah so 250k buy-in we are in the money there are eight remaining they played down to the money and had an eight-handed final table right that yep. seems like what That's has right. happened and the min cash is double your buy-in so over 500k yep. with as jonathan mentioned first place over four million dollars so yep. pretty we, serious money on the line here we are eight-handed most of these guys are not i don't know if anyone's playing to like ladder up at all but there's no real laddering implications anyway like 
Seventh place is only $127,000 more than, than eighth. It only, the money only starts to get interesting. I guess fifth place, you finally hit a million dollars. You finally double your min cat or the cash you just made, you know? Yeah. I so mean, it's like no one's thinking about any of that. I've played a ton of 51 player tournaments in my day, not 250K buy ins, oh, no. mind you, but like just, lettering oh. implications are really a thing yeah. in 51 player tournaments. You know, it's not like the main event where it's like, well, I'm in 48th place and the current payout is $180,000. And if I get to first, it's 12 million. You know, it's not like that. Yeah. I, I hear that. I, I mean, it's not completely impossible that someone like Jason Kuhn or Seth Davies, if they, or even Steve O'Dwyer, if they were in, if there were three players left, there's a $900,000 jump from third to second that they may be like kind of interested in that. Um, yeah. You know, they, like they may be, they may make some strategic decisions around that, you know, around ICM stuff. Such there. as making a deal. Oh, that would be one way to do it, but maybe, or maybe not make a deal, but they may make certain folds or make certain plays as a result, you know? Yeah. So, but that's like the only place I think it would come up. It's not, it's not coming up yet with eight remaining. Certainly not. Having just burst the 500 K bubble where certainly ICM was a factor, but it no longer is. Right. So let's get to the, uh, the old guy in the hand. That's Eric Seidel. He's been doing it for a long time somehow. I mean, I wonder if Seidel just like such a mild mannered guy. I wonder mm-hmm. if he just wants to anybody who's like, hey, you're the guy from Rounders, be like, look at my hand in and look at Johnny Chan's <laughs> hand in, you piece of shit. Like, do you think he wants to do that? He probably does. You know, I was thinking if someone wrote a book about Eric Seidel, you know what they would name it? I, I do. What? The Old Man in the Seabet. Come on. That's great. No? He's not that old. You just called him the old man. That's I mean, where I got the idea. You, this- you just said that about him. Yeah, but... Then you took it and decided that like all of poker decided he's the old man. All of poker. It's a book about him. Why is it all of poker? But why is it? You called, just call them the old man. If you're going to, how call, are you? How are you attacking if you're this? Name a po- because it's stupid. If you're going to name a poker book, the old man in the seabed, of course it has to be about Doyle Brunson, yeah, who basically does. popularized the seabed <laughs> and is very old. Fine. But th- that was not the joke. It was just a joke. You need to back down and support me. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is not that type of podcast. No, it's this not. Is not a lift you up podcast. There has been very little lifting up in the five and a half years we've been doing. The five and a half years I've had to put up with this show. Our confidences both started at about a 10 when we started this (laughs) podcast. And slowly over the years, we've eroded them each down to a 9.4, 9.3. You know, we're working, we're working on each other to like break each other down. It's like, it's like freaking filing down a big block of granite with a, with a nail file, but you know, you do make progress. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Little little jibs and jabs here and there. Oh, yeah, your hair's not looking so good today. I just wanted to mention that. Like, so, so when did you get fat? I didn't notice. <laughs> it like, happened all in a, it happened really fast that's or all, something. That's yeah. more than a gibber. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a rough one. Yeah. I mean, now I feel fat. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> Eric Seidel, the, uh, the original Slim Reaper, perhaps. As uh, he has a similar body type to Stephen Chidwick. And also his, similar sort of hairstyle. Yeah, very tall. Very and tall. baldish. Baldish, yeah. And not not as, bald. Not as bald as Stephen Chidwick, who chooses to, yeah, to he, go full bald. That's an elective thing. I don't think it's so elective for a Seidel. Yeah, well, I think I, mean, I think Chidwick is electing to do that instead of look yeah. like Seidel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ouch, Seidel. That's got to hurt. Seidel doesn't give a shit. Chidwick doesn't want to look like you. <laughs> <laughs> Find somebody who does. All right, so Eric Seidel. <laughs> okay. He's got a million in chips at 15K, 30K. He's under the gun with eight, nine of spades. He decides to raise it up. Do you think this is a little loose eight-handed? I do think it's a little loose eight-handed. Especially also, for Eric Seidel, right? It's, um, 
I don't know. I think the image of Eric Seidel is maybe that he's tighter than he actually is. I'm not sure. Uh, but I will say it's a little loose specifically because Seidel only has 33 blinds to start the hand. Yeah, that's you what know? I mean. I mean, yeah. if he had 100 blinds, it's a different story. Right. Um, maybe one, one possibility is that uh, there's no real short stack at the table. I think actually Seidel is the short stack at the table at this point. And okay. so everyone's deep enough that it makes it a little bit like he's not going to worry about like three bet shoves or anything like that. There aren't 15, right. If there were 15 blind stacks behind him, I think this would be a terrible open. This can't be that bad. Yeah, I guess that's true. If he's 33 blinds effective, he's going to have an open range that he's folding to a three bet, and this will be part of it. Yeah. It's fine, probably. It's probably fine. It feels a little loose, but he's been at the table, and he's Eric Seidel. I cannot find... I can't really critique it, you know, like, that, say that that's a problem. Like, All right, and here's a here's a, a decision we can have a long discussion about if we want to. Oh, okay. So let's keep it to a medium discussion. Sure. Seth Davies, not one of the more famous super high rollers, but he's no. been he's been on the circuit having a lot of success in the super high roller fields for at least three years now. Sure, I would say he's in middle position. He's got two point six million, so he's got almost a hundred bigs. He's doing quite well. Mm. He has two tens. He's got ten of diamonds, ten of clubs, and I th- this is what we can have a discussion about. Like, how should you proceed when Seidel opens under the gun with thirty three blinds? Yeah, you have almost a hundred blinds, and you have two tens here. Like, is it a good enough hand to three bet get it in with? Because you really don't want to three bet fold this hand. No, three bet folding this hand specifically to Seidel. Obviously, if you three bet and someone else called four bets, we could then you can fold. Decision. Yeah, um, but if Seidel shoves, I think once we put in the three bet, we should be committed with a hand this good. I think that's a reason not to three bet it. Um, you think so it's too many blinds? I think it's too many blinds. I think the fact that Seidel is under the gun and if he's willing to go with it, it just seems like. Our best case scenario, Seidel has like ace king, right? If he, if he, He's maybe probably, ace queen. Probably not doing it with nines is what you're implying. <sighs> probably not. I don't know. Maybe he can go with nines. Maybe Seidel chooses to go with nines, but like we're that, attacking, we're attacking the under the gun range, right? right? That's the only one that you would really think seems would like be, you would have crushed. You'd think eights is a pretty easy fold for Seidel. I do. If you three bet with tens here, Seidel's going to. I mean, I would comfortably fold eights if I was Seidel like okay sometimes I'm getting slightly taken advantage of it's okay like yeah. it's not that big a deal to fold eights and be wrong you know right like, how how far ahead could I be like very rarely am I getting three bit by two sevens here it's okay to lose 2.1 blinds exactly yeah. like I still have 31 blinds like it doesn't change my situation but getting it in here get, and crushed is really bad yeah the range you're getting it in against with two eights is probably is probably like 60% at least against you maybe. I would think it's even worse yeah probably um when he, cause he's calling you're all in. Right. Yeah. So like maybe ACE queen plus, I don't even know if he's going to show up with ACE queen. Right. Um, and I think it's similar actually with two tens here. When we think about Seidel's get it in range, you're like, yeah. Seidel is probably not going to be four bet shipping light very often. He at will all. do it with jacks probably. And he might not do it with nines, which is yeah. a reason to flat. But even if we say he's doing it with nines every time it's nines plus an ACE King, maybe. Yeah. That's a terrible he's probably, range. He's probably folding ace queen to the three bet. I think he probably is. If it's maybe, or he's calling. If it's, he's small enough, if it's a small enough three bet, maybe he calls with ace yeah. queen suited. Yeah. Um, and maybe he calls with nines, by the way, and doesn't shove if it's a small enough three bet. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it just seems like why if Seidel was a lot deeper, I'd feel better about this race because we'd have more maneuverability. And so would he, you know, uh, as opposed to just calling. Yeah. I really like just calling here. Also, we can set up other people potentially squeezing and not fold. You know, if someone yeah. else three bets, because now they're going to have little, a wider range. It if they gets do a little that. fishy, though. I mean, Seidel yeah. did open under the gun yeah. with only 33 no, blinds. It's, it's true. So, right? so their, everyone, their range of, th- of squeezing is going to be a little tighter. I agree. I it's mean, like, the whole thing a very, is tough. If, if a third bet goes in, no matter what, it's an uncomfortable position with tens with these stacked ups right. in this position. Right. But if Seidel folds, now we might be up against someone else who's also got 90 blinds. And suddenly the stacked ups aren't as rough yeah. to be dealing with. 
Um, I think I would. I think it's a call. I, I would like Seth Davies' decision here to call. He does call, yeah. I think if Seidel's opening, you know, in the cutoff, that feels completely oh, different. Yeah, yeah. Now we're if three betting and getting it and in. You're in the button, small line, or big blind. Yeah, we're happy to get it in. Because Seidel now can absolutely have ace queen. He might be able to have other aces. He might have ace blocker hands right. that he just goes with. He can have eights and nines for sure. Maybe other pairs worse. I yeah. mean, he can have a lot, maybe he can have king queen and do this. He can have lots of stuff. But under the gun, I just don't know why we want to mess around. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then it folds around to the big blind, who is the slightly unknown entity of Wei Chan, who has 1.2 million, so 40 blinds, and ace eight off, ace of diamonds, eight of clubs. He makes the call. That seems pretty normal. Not much to discuss I don't there. think there's anything to do but a call as Wei Chan. Right. So that's cool. Hey, folks. I have a question. Do you love football? Did you put on a bit of a Southern accent? Though? I don't know what I, it wasn't Southern. Okay. It was more just, uh, I'm it's doing like a, a commercial. Kind of a giddy up feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Damn. Between football season, NBA and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, or, or gal, by the way, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. I will say if you bet on a game... You're a lot more focused on. Yeah, forget. About, I am. Forget about your divorce. <laughs> so I, I completely agree with that. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you get an extra one k in free money to play with. Just use promo code Poker to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code Poker to take advantage of my bookie's generous signup offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And there will be a link in the description for that along with the code. So check that out. MyBookie.ag, code poker. New sponsor. Nice to have you. Thanks. Thanks for being part of the team here, MyBookie. Yep. All right. Speaking of part of the team, everybody's on their own team in this poker tournament. It's an individual poker tournament. (laughs) Sometimes there are team events, but pretty rarely. People don't play at the same time. So, I mean, in your team events, maybe. Name one that... Spades. I'm talking about... Gotcha. I'm talking about poker. Gotcha. Basketball. (laughs) Anywho. Basketball. I play one-on-one sometimes. All right. So we've got Eric Seidel is a short stack in the whole tournament with a million in chips under the gun, having opened eight, nine of spades. Seth Davies flatting middle position with two tens and Wei Chan with a near as short stack as Seidel calling with ace eight off in the big blind ace of diamonds, eight of clubs. The pot is 255,000 chips. The flop is kind of unfair, Jonathan. Yeah. It's the six of diamonds, the seven of diamonds, and the ten of hearts. Wow. Seidel flops the nuts with eight, nine for the straight with no diamond redraw. Seth Davies flops top set with a backdoor diamond redraw. That would be the second nuts. Yep. And, so, uh, Wei, and Wei Chan with ace of diamonds, eight of clubs has a pretty sweet hand for bluffing on this board, like a semi-bluff type hand with yeah. the ace of diamonds blocker and the eight that can the gutter. make a gutter. Yeah. So as Seidel, your second to act, Wei Chan is checked. You're betting, right? 100% of the time we're betting this. We we flop the nuts, and it's a straight, and there's two diamonds. We just have to bet. Even though the board favors our opponent's ranges more than ours? Yeah. I mean, we could decide, I guess, to check raise, but I feel like we may blow some weaker hands off, and why do we want to do that? I think we should just bet. Also, Seth Davies might not bet, and there's only one player left to act. Wei Chen is already checked, right? Yeah. 
not this, ideal. It seems like the board is really good for, for Wei Chen's range. Turns out Seth Davies slammed it, but I, I think we should just bet and worry about it later, you know? Yeah. Let's yep. go. Let's not really some. a board-based bet, more of a I have 30 blinds left, and I'm hoping and, to get some action here bet. And the nuts, and I don't really block anything I want you guys to have. And You absolutely don't block anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's pretty great. Um, so how much should you bet? 255 in the pot. Um, we should size it up a bit here. There's we're three ways. The board is wet. The board does not favor us, our range. I think we should bet more than half the pot. I agree. This is something that we've been discussing recently on the podcast a little bit, that if you're going to do board-based bets and checks and sometimes have bets on boards that you sometimes would check on, on the boards that are not to your advantage, like this one is for Seidel, you should size it up, and the boards that are to your advantage, you should size it down yep. because I, of the frequency with which you're going to be betting. Totally. And, and this board also is somewhat wet. There's right. two diamonds. It's somewhat connected. There's certainly gut shots and things like that, although we blocked some of that, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I think we should bet like 150000 I agree. Seidel, however, goes for seventy five k. Wow. Perhaps there's, this may be a Wei Chan plan. It's possible that mm. he knows that Wei Chan is a guy who's going to attack boards that are supposed to be all over him, and yeah. he's going to see this as weakness and decide to pounce in. As we see, he has ace of diamonds, eight of clubs. That might be the type of hand that he's going to do it with. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe that's what the plan is, although I don't know anything about Wei Chen. But that's the best I got. That is a really surprisingly small bet, I will say. Which also makes this next decision surprising of Seth Davies to just call with two tens. Let's talk about that for a second. I don't understand. Why not raise right now? Yeah, Seidel seems short enough that any overpair or most tens he's going to mostly go with, right? Or do you think he's deep enough that he can fold those hands? If, I don't think he can fold those hands. Yeah. I think if Seth Davies has the queen jack of diamonds, he's raising here. Right. If Seth Davies has a gut shot, he might raise here. He might. You know, if he has two nines, he might just decide to raise and like, uh, well, maybe he won't. He'll probably just call two nines, actually. Probably. Um, but dim- a diamond draw is very reasonable. If he somehow has, um, it's 10, 6, Seven. Yep. So if he has somehow is four or five suited, which I don't know if he can really have. Maybe not when Seidel is so short. Yeah. Um, so maybe. So it's really just diamonds. Um, still, I just think you should you should probably raise it up and not let everything happen so cheap because the board is still wet and there are lots of cards that are not great for you on the turn and we're, we don't want to lose our opponents. We want it, but we want to get value and like if Seidel doesn't have anything at all, we're probably not going to get much more anyway. And if he does, let's get it in. Like let's go. He is certainly underrepping his hand by yeah. calling here. And maybe maybe this is also a weight chan plan. I was thinking maybe that. he's thinking this is an excellent spot for a back raise where like it looks like Seidel could have an overpair or maybe a diamond draw or something like that. I and w- and Wei Chan might think, okay, now it looks like Davies has a one pair type hand, like maybe he has seven, eight suited or King Ten suited or something like that. And Wei Chan is gonna raise and that'll give Davies the opportunity to back raise. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's his plan. That's that's a very reasonable plan. Um I'll say this too. This is a little bit of a stretch, but something I have noticed over the years is that a lot of strategy that ends up happening at the high levels of no limit sometimes happens first and only in certain certain ways, of course, in uh, limit hold'em. Like there's some limit hold'em stuff that like takes a while to sort of bleed into no limit, but then it's like the no limit players are like, wait a second, that's a good idea. And you get to try out more stuff in, in limit. Obviously, there's certain things you can't do. Um, one of the things that uh, good, no, good limit players have been doing for a long time is delaying their raise to the turn almost, almost always. But that is, there's a very limit-specific reason for that. Um, go on the bet is bigger on the turn and there's mandatory bet sizing, but it's not just that, but that's part of it. 
Of course, of course. But I'm wondering if, um, because the, like when Seidel bets so small, it, it plays more like a limit hand in some ways when he bets 75K. Obviously, you can raise to any amount you yeah, want. Yeah, right, which makes it a lot different than Of course. Limit. No, I still would be looking to raise here. Don't get me wrong. But I'm wondering if this notion of like, I, I, I'm just thinking about um, some other, uh, some cash game pros, not limit, ca- no limit cash game pros who, who've been talking to me like how they just kind of wait to the turn to raise now most of the time. Like they just wait. Um, so I'm wondering if this is an idea that's becoming more of a common thing. I don't think you should always do that, but I could, but they're like slow playing a lot more on flops and raising a lot more in turns and doing that with bluffs also, of course, and floats. So they, they sort of protect their floating range a little bit more. Well, I think that's, it's just another in the line of, of the endless leveling of, of what happens right. in poker because I think a level that we've been seeing happening among good players over the past two years or so is the small bet flop, big bet turn mm-hmm. with all of your range, mm-hmm. like just like, cause they're going to have to fold the turn so much cause they call so much on the flop, right? right? Cause you bet so big. So a way to combat that is to raise the turn with a balanced range instead of raising the flop with a balanced range. So I think that's probably more of a reaction to that than anything else. Um, okay. But you could make sort of an opposite case too, which is like, you know, raising the turn sort of sucks if someone bets big because it's so expensive and you could raise the flop cheaply, you know? Right. And, 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 you that's, know and that's really why like, it used to be that way. Right. But you have to eventually do something to change things because people aren't raising the flop that much anymore. Right. And, but, but they could. Well, the thing is that the reason that it doesn't work so well is because they're raising cheaply and like people right. are calling those raises far too frequently. Yeah. So the, true. the ultimate adjustment that gets made is of course raising the turn which will either end in people check raising turns out of position more frequently as the aggressor or three betting turns yeah like that'll be the eventual reaction to that you're right i mean when i just think about like just personally myself uh playing cash games like the amount of times when how much i used to call raises on flops and how much i call now like i call raises so much on flops now it's it's almost weird to me you know i'm like oh well i can't fold to that raise you know like even though I can't beat anything you're repping, but you know, I have these seven reasons why I'm not going to fold and you know, it works out really well overall. You know, part of it is I can make plays later and part of it is, you know, they give up a lot and so on and so forth. But like in the old days, I used to fold everything when they raised cause they were, I guess they were more face up people. are yeah. Anyway, you're right. It's a constant uh, evolution is really the point. Yeah. Anyway, we got way off topic there. Well, maybe not way off topic, but I, I still think Seth Davies should raise this and not just call unless he's, assuming right. a really large percentage of the time Chan is going to make a play. This is not a cash game. Then we're not 200 blinds deep to start the hand. So like right. most of what we said doesn't apply. Like Seidel right. is 30 blinds deep right now. Let's try to get all of the money in with top set. Right. And I understand there's the concern of I make it 240K or something and Seidel just folds or 300K and Seidel just folds and, and the hand's over and you didn't get huge value from the second nuts. But you're not going to get huge value a lot of the time anyway. Right. Like if Seidel has jacks, there's a lot of really bad cards for him. If he has nothing, then you're probably not going to get anything anyway on most turn cards, which ultimately might scare you as well. Like the nine of diamonds could come on the turn. And then like, what, then what do you do? Maybe the fact that Seidel bets so small actually freaks Davies out a little bit. I mean, he has the second nuts. It doesn't matter. No, I don't think it, it doesn't matter. You know, who cares? He's like, if you have eight, nine, you have eight, nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah Congratulations, like, buddy. Like he wouldn't, th- and you wouldn't think Seidel has very much eight, nine there, yeah. right? Like four combos at most and maybe zero combos. So right. you just don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this might be a way Chan plan going back to that. I'm, I'm, I think that's the most likely thing. The only other thing I can think of is because the board is wet, and this goes back to like waiting to the turn to raise, is like you get it in now against a combo draw. Combo draws actually have reasonable equity against you. I mean, you have top set. You're happy to do it, honestly. Yeah. But you wait one more card, and now you're destroying them equity-wise if, if a brick comes off. But what if a brick doesn't come off? 
Well, you were getting it in anyway, though. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. But you're like, just calling on the turn. Right, right. You get, you get to control the pot yeah. every time they get there, and you don't control the pot every time they don't on the turn. That's the Like, you get to go hog wild on the turn, especially in position. Hog wild. So, th- so that's, that's not unreasonable, but that 75K is so small. I would want to raise it up for sure. Well, let's see if the weight chain plan works, because okay. he's got kind of the perfect hand, if he's that type of guy, to now put in the squeeze with the Ace of Diamonds and the Eight of Clubs. I mean, he's got all his options available. He could very reasonably call. He could call and rep so Diamonds cheap. if they come in. Yeah. He could, yeah. It's, he's got a gutter anyway. Like, he's got an overcard. He's got backdoor Diamonds. It's cheap. He's closing the action. I think calling is completely reasonable. I think raising is probably better than calling. Just because you're going to lose so much if you don't raise yeah. right now. Like, that is for sure. You, ra- you win a fair amount if you raise, and you almost never win if you call. It's true. Like, you kind of need to spike. I mean, unless you card. believe Seidel has an always go with it hand because he decided to see bet with this short of a stack, having open under the gun mm-hmm. on a board that doesn't favor him, then that's a reason not to raise. If you think Seidel's always basically shipping it on you if you raise, that uh, would I mean, be a reason not to raise. Davies really doesn't have to have that strong a hand. Right. Davies could have a seven suited or something right. like that. I mean, it feels like two nines. I guess he can have a 10. Yeah. But that's like about as strong as you would normally think. Jack he is 10 here. suited, King 10. Yeah. yeah. 10 Maybe ace 10 even yeah. suited, but like that's, so you, you'd get your, your race would get called by ace 10 suited, I think. Probably. But you could fire again and win yeah. a lot. And like we said, we have the ace of diamonds blocker. So any diamond that comes in is good. And we have, we have equity. I think both plays are really reasonable. I think a call is reasonable. I think a race is reasonable. Somehow Chan decides to fold. I don't understand that. That's well, like that would be like number three in, has in my list. Elite physical reads and knows that he's up against the nuts and second nuts. <laughs> he's trying to a chop unless he goes running diamonds. Yeah. Uh, it, honestly, to me, th- a, a fold is in third place of my choices. Do you do you agree with that? I do. Okay. He tanks for a while before making the decision to fold. It's not like an auto fold. Yeah. So I think he was deciding between raising and folding. Would be my guess if he's going to tank and then fold. I don't know. But, you could, I mean, you could say he's deciding between calling and folding, too. I don't really know what he's I, doing. I would never say that. Right, but, I would never but, I, but you could. How can he fold? <laughs> How can he fold? Incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision. Lincoln, Lincoln <sighs> it's, really, it's really surprising me that he doesn't put a few more chips in here. It's, it's cheap. Him and Davies are deep. Maybe he's thinking, like, if I make my gutter, it's, like, hard to get paid anyway. I mean, that is true. It is true, but it's not really about making your gutter. That's not what the call is about. That's like, it's not about getting paid if you make your gutter. That's like added equity to the call. You're getting like six to one right now to just to call. I mean, it's fine. You could just call right now and and rep diamonds and sometimes hit your gutter and sometimes hit an ace, by the way, and be good. Like, I don't know. I'm really, I just understand how you can fold here. Anyway, he folds. (laughs) Okay, fine. And also nitrogen sports poker is a place that doesn't fold ever. It doesn't fold to your C-bets. No. You fool. No, you, you, have to, you have to keep going. Yeah, and the way you keep going, this makes sense, is to use the link in the description of this podcast. One of the links is for Nitrogen Sports Poker. It will be labeled as such, of course. That is our special exclusive Poker Guys link. And only link users, link holders, link masters We'll get access to our exclusive monthly Poker Guys tournament. The last Sunday of every month, we have a 1,000, uh, 100 millibit guarantee with a 0.1 millibit buy-in. That means it's a 1,000x buy-in guarantee, and we never get more than 200 players, not even more than 150, Jonathan. It's absurd. It's obscene. It's, <laughs> it's like demeaning. It's like pornography. <laughs> it makes you feel shameful. Yeah, because what the hell? <laughs> you know? How can they do that to us? <laughs> Give away all this money. They've given away so much damn money over the years. Over the years. I mean, 
thousands of dollars, oh, tens of thousands. way more than thousands of dollars, way, way more. Yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars have been won by people who have played this tournament using the link in the description. I mean, honestly, they've guaranteed and not had like probably like it's probably at least three or four Bitcoin worth of overlay at this point. You yeah. Know? Like really. So maybe not. Maybe that's too much. Maybe maybe it's two Bitcoin. Worth right. Of, but whatever. That's sixteen thousand dollars right there worth of overlay. Like. And that's Bitcoin being pretty low right now. Um, but like there are times when it's been higher. And so the value has been even more. It's just absurd. You know, if you actually include the actual value of Bitcoin at the time, it's probably more like 20K worth of overlay. They've just like, here's $20,000, everybody. Please enjoy it. It's pretty sick. It is pretty sick. It's pretty sick. That's why you got to use the link. Yeah. Get on Nitrogen. Get you some poker. Of course, if you do happen to bank that tournament for way more money than you should win based on the amount that you had to pay to enter. Correct. You will get your money quickly when you choose to withdraw it from nitrogen. You will get it in 90 minutes. Nobody else does that shit, man. No, no one's got the, all over it. No one's got the guts. No one's got the balls. By the way, if you're also thinking, oh, sure, they guarantee all this stuff, but I don't want to pay $100 to play a tournament. Well, guess what, dummies? It's less than a dollar to play. Yeah, you freaking idiot. <laughs> so that's cool. Learn math before you click the before link. Before you say words. Yeah, <laughs> but you should click the link. I don't care if you know math. All right. All right. Back to the hand. There's 405K in the pot now. We've got 6, 7, 10 flop with two diamonds. Seidel with the nuts with eight, nine of spades. Seth Davies with the second nuts with a set of tens. Yeah. The turn's kind of a wet noodle of a card for these two hands. It's the jack of diamonds. No. Sad. Not great. Not a great card for either player. Nobody likes seeing that. Seth Davies does have the ten of diamonds in his hand. It increases his outs, which is nice. Actually, it turns out it's an amazing card for Seth Davies, but how could he know that? I don't know. You're sitting there right now as Wei Chen. You're like, boy, I had the ace of diamonds in my hand. Had that gutter. It's a pretty good spot for me. Yep. <laughs> I could have just, I could have raised on the fl- pre-flop and pro- or on the turn. Excuse me. I could have raised on the flop. Could have taken it down right now a lot. Or I could just lead right now and probably take. Now, it turns out he couldn't take it down based Most on these likely hands. not, yeah. But he wouldn't know that. Or Seidel I could, would be in a tough spot if, if Wei Chen led actually had having overcalled. Like, what would you do with Seidel? Let's take a second and think about that. If Wei Chen had overcalled the flop and, suddenly and then leads. led this turn for like a sizable bet. With, like, with Davies still behind us, yeah, we'd like, probably find a fold. Yeah, just fold because you, no, you have no redraw with yeah, the 8 and Yeah, seems spades. terrible. Um, how about this? How about Wei Chen checks? Seidel continues or... Ch- no, Seidel checks also. Davies bets... Chan raises. Well, then Seidel folds for Seidel sure. Seidel folds for sure, right? I mean, Seidel often doesn't have a shot at this pot. Right, but because Wei Chan's not in it, he does, he does have a shot. Yeah, so now it means it's either going to go very bad or very well for him. <laughs> well, let's see, but, let's see what happens. Yeah. What should Seidel do? I think he has to check. Ha- has to is a little strong. I think he should check. I think he should probably check as well. You'd expect some of Davies flush draws to raise the flop, but of course you'd expect his sets to raise the flop as well. So maybe he doesn't raise this flop very often in this spot. Right. Um, so Davies could absolutely have improved to a hand that has Seidel drawing dead at this point. Yeah. That's, a, that's a reason to check. The other reason to check is if he doesn't have a hand like that, you wouldn't expect him to have a hand as strong as a set. So you think he's going to fold a lot of his range right. if we You're continue. mostly hoping he has Jack-10 suited. Yeah, or like Ace-10 and somehow like Ace-10 offsuit with the Ace of Diamonds will keep him around, but A, he's got equity against us, and B, he probably doesn't have that If hand. he had Ace-10 offsuit with the Ace of Diamonds, if he had Ace-10 that's not Ace-10 offsuit with the Ace of Diamonds, he's probably folding on this card right. if Seidel continues. He's, yeah, and even with it, he, he's not going to fold, but he could make a play at us, by the way. Right. It's like, it's just not a good spot. It's hard to get value. I think we just we should just check. What, should, what would Davies do, do you think, if Seidel bet big here? If Seidel bet like 375 into 405? I think Davies would call. 
Probably because like you, you have a redraw at least. We could be ahead still for sure. We could like ahead of king, two red seven. kings, two red aces, stuff like that. I guess Sidal could bet those. Sidal's che- Sidal's short enough. He may just be like, let's just go. Like I block the nut flushes, or I block I block a lot of the big flushes. I guess let's that's go. possible. Like if I have, if you have the king of diamonds in your hand, there's not too much Seth Davies can have that's uh, flushes when we open with thirty three blinds under the gun. But you don't want to bet eight nine. No, because now we don't have the king of diamonds in our hand, right? right. So now, like this this. The straights, sorry, the uh, the flushes make. There's a lot more combos of potential flushes out there with it when we don't have the king of diamonds. Yeah. Anyway, Sidel does check. Yeah, seems reasonable because I, I feel like you're you're folding out the majority of what you're beating. Probably not this hand, but it's hard to put Davies on a set. By the way, I said you fold out a lot more potential combos of flushes. There's like one combo, just like the king queen of diamonds, yeah. right? Because the jack and the ten of diamonds are both on the board. That's aren't true. They? So, and we don't think Seth Davies ever has ever has king nine of diamonds. Here. No. So it's just that one because an ace. King of Diamonds, we think he's three betting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's just the one combo. Not as exciting as I thought. So never mind anything Jonathan ever said. Except for anything he says in the future because it has lots of value. But but actually, but not having the Ace of Diamonds, that's at least more possible, right? Seth Davies with everyone else in and deep and stuff like that. He could call thinking like, well, wait, Chen's going to call in the big blind a lot. I'm going to be in position. He can have suited aces here. Probably. So that, so there's that. Anyway, he's got, Seidel's got eight, nine. Yeah. Not the Aces with the Ace of Diamonds. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think going back to the original point here, so it's tough for Seidel to think of hands that are worse than his that Davies can call with. Of course, if he has a set, that, that's one option, but you wouldn't really put him on too many sets. I'm not putting him on. I would not really. It would really not occur to me that he could have a set. It would really be just like Jack-10 suited, which is three combos. That, or actually, it's two combos that you would think Davies could continue with that makes sense, right? Yeah. That's like kind of it. Yeah. I think... Maybe maybe you can have Jack nine suited and called with a gutter because he's in position and it was so cheap, and then he turns top pair. Maybe seems unlikely. And then to he me. has to decide to call again, which I think he would, but it's still not a guarantee. It's not. It's super it seems thin. Unlikely. Maybe maybe just Jack nine of hearts because it also has the back door flush draw. Maybe maybe. The point is, there's not much here. I think, I think we have he's to check. holding Jack nine of hearts preflop probably. Because of the shortness. Yeah. Again, the only reason to, to not do that is because you got other guys who are, pro, who are, everyone else is deeper. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's very reasonable just to fold there. In fact, it's probably optimal to fold that. So the point is, yes, Seidel should check. Yeah. <laughs> Having said all that. Now, if Seidel is balanced, he should have some diamonds that he's checking here too. Yeah. He's going to have to have like some of the, some nuts, some yeah. nut hands here. Probably right. not. Probably nutted diamonds would be the ones he's checking because you don't really want to check the vulnerable diamonds as mm-hmm. much. I think that sounds right. Yeah. And you don't have too many. There's not too many vulnerable diamonds. Seidel's going to show up with either pretty clear, like maybe eight, nine of diamonds. Maybe. Uh, I don't think that's, that's a straight flush. It. Is it? Is that a straight flush? Uh, no. King queen of diamonds in theory is vulnerable, but I don't know how vulnerable it actually is because now we're down to, I mean, what hands does Davies have? Ace queen with the ace of diamonds. He's folding the flop. Right. Ace jack. Nope. Ace 10 with the ace of diamonds. I don't think he's calling ace 10 off pre. No. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So king queen, we're actually feel like we're nutted. So it's just eight, nine of diamonds, which was already flop straight anyway. Right. Yeah. But then, but the, but you're talking about protecting against the, the diamonds themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah. So Seidel probably can't check all of his nut diamonds, but he should check some of them. Yeah. That seems reasonable. So that's something that should be on Davy's mind a little bit. But a least, little bit. At least he does block ace ten of diamonds. That's nice. Yeah. But there's so many other hands Seidel can have here that aren't diamonds. And as you said, we have the ten of diamonds in our hand. What diamonds are left? There's ace queen of diamonds, king queen of diamonds, and ace king of diamonds. That's like mostly it. Unless Seidel's opening ace x of diamonds, which he could be. 
right. but I don't know for sure that he is. So the question being, should Davies bet? I think he should. Okay, to get called by? Uh, pocket aces, pocket kings, pocket queens, ace jack. Ace jack is not continuing on the flop. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. He bets so small. It's like he, he gives is, himself. He's gonna. He gives himself a little more room to have. He more probably bluffs doesn't there. have ace jack off, right? Probably not. And he's gonna continue with ace jack of diamonds, but it's a jack of diamonds on the turn, so right. he can't have that. So Which is I good. Think it's really unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ace, ace jack isn't likely. I agree. Um, jack ten suited. Jack ten suited. Yeah. Have that. You, yeah. Assuming Seidel would check that. Which I guess he would. I mean, he checked the, yeah. the, the straight, so we have to assume he would check. But that. we block Jack Ten suited pretty hard. Is it? I wonder if it's even possible for Seidel of Jack Ten suited. From oh, Davis that's a good question. If he has Ten of Diamonds, Ten of Clubs, and the board has the Ten of Hearts on it, and there's the Jack of Diamonds. So yes, Jack of Space, Ten of Space. So yeah. There's one combo, so yeah. not too much there. Um, what else could we get called by? And you were expecting Seidel to bet any diamond over pair, right? You said that. In oh, early, like aces or kings. Yeah, you said that in earlier analysis. I think it's reasonable okay. that he would do it. I don't know for sure if he would, but okay. I, I think it's pretty. He could also very reasonably check call it, by yeah. the way. So I'm not sure. Um, Seidel could also have sets of sixes and sevens. Yeah. Uh, that's reasonable for him to have. Yeah. Sets of jacks, which you don't want him to of have. Of course. He can have sets of jacks. Which is bad for Davies, obviously. Of course. But if we, if we come but you know, if he can have all those sets, then we, we're betting you know, if, if that's the, if the range is just sets, it's more than that. Obviously of it's not. Yeah. Right. But like, that's fine. We you know, two thirds of the time we're doing fine against the sets. Oh, uh, we'll, take well that. I don't know if that's true because he opened under the gun with 33 blinds. He might not be opening sixes and sevens. Since he ended up having eight, nine suited, I feel like he is opening those things, but we may not know that. It's yeah, we did, yeah. I, I think from a traditional perspective, you're going to assume like some players are going to do that and some players aren't, and you might mm-hmm. not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he definitely can have jacks. Yeah. And, but he might even bet top set. Instead, uh, but you didn't want to bet bottom set and you didn't want to bet 8-9. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's the do- bottom set and top set feel like they play the same. Turns out they don't, but they feel like they play the yeah. same here. That's, that's fair. Um, there's not a lot to get called by, but the pot is... Okay, but we, we can protect our equity a little bit too. Like, Seidel absolutely can have, like... Um, Big diamonds and things like that, right? Like, like the ace what? of diamonds in his hand. Ace what of diamonds? Ace queen off. He's going to bet that on the flop? Right. We got to come ace 10 off, ace jack He's off. He's going to open ace 10 off under the gun with 33 Maybe. blinds. That Maybe seems, he is. That seems pretty questionable. Again, he has eight, nine. I mean, I, I don't know. know but that's a, eight, nine suited is a better hand than that when there's not a super short stack behind. I think you're going to struggle. How about to find king those. queen with the king of diamonds? He's nope. going to bet that on the flop. He at least flopped a. No, Nothing. he didn't flop a gutter, did he? No. It's hard to come up with hands that he's going to have here. Yeah. Hmm. It's possible he's. They're eight handed. It's possible he's got ace 10 off. They're not nine handed. They're eight handed. So he has specifically ace 10 with the ace of diamonds that he decided to check the turn with. Right. Seems like a big parlay. Well, I think deciding to check the turn is reasonable. I uh, think opening it is not likely. I understand that, but I think it's possible. Um, when they're eight-handed instead of nine-handed, and he's the short stack, and he's the one, and he's got the under-the-gun range. Going. I mean, I mean, if, I would throw it away. Don't if get me you were wrong. plus one in a nine-handed table, you wouldn't open ace-ten off. No, but I no, I would not. But I wouldn't open this hand either. Eight nine of spades with thirty-three blinds, you know, under plus one at a nine-handed table either, right? I would uh, personally, I would much rather open eight nine of spades than ace 10 off in that spot. 
Okay. But would you actually open it with 33 blinds? That's the only thing we're talking about. Not which one. If everybody prefer. else was deeper, I think, yeah, I probably would. If so, if you have 33 blinds and everyone else is deeper, you would? Yeah. I don't even know if that's really a good idea. In a, in a cash game? No. Why would I have 33 blinds in a cash game? That'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ask it in a cash game? I don't know. That's what, like, where, where are you coming from with that? <laughs> well, because you said when you're plus one, in my mind, I was going to cash the whole time. Wait, wait, um, hold on a second. I need to unpack this. Oh, God. Does plus one only exist in cash games? <laughs> like, what happened? I'm just not answering your questions. But I, I mean, like, is it, that's a dicky thing to ask. You know it. Well, you're supposed to be a professional podcast host. What are you talking about? I've just got my mind. I'm thinking about lots of things over here. And, you know, you're, you're coming at me. You thinking about Marvel movies? I sometimes do think about Marvel movies. Let's, let's get back to the real question. Okay. okay. So, so the question is, we're trying to come up with what hands can Seidel call with if, um, what's his face bets, if Davies bets, right? That are worse than a set of tens. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. It's hard to come up with, with really good stuff is what we've come up with, right? Like, it's really hard to come up with anything that's super reasonable. Yeah. I mean, he bets super small on the flop. True. He can, it feels like... And the thing that matters with that is that it means we called super small on the flop. We have something, but we don't have to have a super strong hand here. No. And even when he checks, if we decide to bet, we don't have to have a super strong hand. Think, so that's the thing where... I, that's, that's a reason to bet. I think we're mostly targeting over pairs if we bet. Sure. That seems I mean, like the most likely thing. That one makes a lot of sense. Seidel probably can't check fold those when he bets 75K on the flop. Even though the diamond comes, if you have like two black kings, it kind of sucks. But I mean, the question becomes like, we can't even really get called by like ace 10 suited, right? Like if when the jack of diamonds comes, if he no. checks, like he's no. just going to fold ace 10 suited. That's why it's over pairs mostly. Yeah. That sucks. So it's jack, the one combo of jack 10 suited <laughs> and then over pairs. Queens, kings, and aces that decided not to bet the turn. So, yeah. like, sometimes, like, they'd have There's to. some of those. Mostly not have a diamond. I guess sometimes you check it with a diamond. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it for worse hands. Maybe well, that's, sets, that's all we sets care of about. sixes and sevens. Yeah, okay. If he has those. Yeah. So, I guess maybe it's about more about Davy's betting range here. Maybe he feels like he doesn't have enough hands to bet if he doesn't bet this hand because he does end up betting. Mm hmm. I mean, he's going to be betting a lot here normally, right? Like when Seidel checks and he's in position, I think he's just going to Well, it has lot. to be hands that he got here with, of course. Yeah, of course. But I'm saying like he can have straight draws on the flop. Such as? Such as, I have to make things up now, Jack. Uh, no, we, we don't think he really, you don't think he has Jack nine suited ever. Probably not. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but I think it's unlikely. Uh, nine, 10. He can have nine, 10 suited. Okay. And you can have seven, eight suited. You think he's going to bet that on the turn? I think seven, eight suited is a really good hand to bet on the turn. To try to fold out a 10? Yes. Okay. And um, just and just equity in general. Yeah. Um, also, it's one of those hands, both 10, 9, and, and, eight, and 7, 8 are hands where if we improve, it's hard to get action. So yeah. betting now is a good idea to build the pot. And it's fine if they fold, and it's fine if they call, and it's all good. You know. This is assuming he's calling with these preflop as well. Yep. Which we're not entirely sure about. Absolutely not. Really not sure at all. Yeah, because I don't think he's really calling with like ace eight suited on the flop if it's not diamonds with Wang behind him or I mean, way again. Way if Chang. he's got the, maybe if he's got ace eight of hearts because he's got the back door and it's two blinds, maybe two and a half blinds, but maybe maybe he gets to be in position at the same point under the gun and the big blind could raise. Sure, but the big blind didn't raise even with the hand that he had. So maybe the big blind isn't raising as much as as we think <laughs> he's going to raise. Bitcoin somehow folded that hand. Um, 
so Davy shows up with maybe at worst seven eight suited here. Okay. And the other hands he shows up with are diamonds, which include king queen of diamonds that he decided not to raise on the flop. So we can't give him all the combos, but like probably king queen of diamonds, probably maybe ace queen of diamonds. Maybe he doesn't three bet that preflop because he didn't three bet tens. Um, maybe. Yeah, sure. Sure. King queen of diamonds, I think is a call preflop. I said ace queen. Ace queen. Still. Yeah. Uh, that might be all of the diamonds unless he has ace eight and ace nine of diamonds. Yeah, we don't know if he can have that or not. And you at one point said a seven suited, so maybe maybe he can. Two. Although I could have been wrong there, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to show up with like three, four, four, five of diamonds too often. I don't think so. So it's really not that many combos of diamonds. Yeah. So then a set of tens is pretty high in his distribution as far as hands he got here with. Although, because like this is so weird. I mean, are we really just not? Are we? I mean, it feels like we're sort of landing on ultimately. I know we're, we're like bending over backward to say like. You know, there's got to be ways to bet this. Yeah. But are we really, are we, are we going to end up with like, you probably shouldn't bet? Mm. Seems crazy. Not no, to I bet feel top, like, like, I, like a set of 10. I feel like here. as played with stacks, how they are, Seidel's most likely holdings are queens, kings, and aces. So I mm-hmm. do want to bet because I think that's just the case from a practical perspective. And you think like two black kings are going to call here. I do. I, I do. I do too. Yeah. I do Like too. once you check the turn, I mean, like against an opponent like Davies, you probably have to call. And Davies could sit there and be like, well, geez, let's say I do have 10-9 suited, right? Yeah. And I'm like, when he checks here, he's either giving up or he's got an overpair. And, you know, he mostly has an overpair, right? Because, like, we didn't really expect him to ever bet just two random right. overcards on the flop. So now if he mostly has an overpair, I kind of have to bluff it. I guess you don't have to bluff it. You could just take your equity yeah. and take a free shot at the river. But if you're, you know, you're the super high rollerball in your set, Davies, you're probably like, I try and win every pot I possibly can. I might be, maybe I can get him to fold here. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, kings, queens, and aces, all those cards are live. You know, there's six combos of each of them. That's cool from Davey's point of view. Yeah. That's good. I guess so. Yeah. It seems crazy not to bet. It just seems crazy not to bet. Yeah, he does bet. He blocks diamonds as well, which yeah. is nice. And also, yeah, I mean, a diamond could come and we could either get, get killed by it or worse than that or more likely than that is just get no more action so like getting money in now is probably better than getting money in later here's an interesting thing he bets 75 percent a pot yeah that's 300k which seems big really for big. this situation really yeah. big. also kind of interesting like Seidel is 635 after the 300 935 total what is davies doing if he gets check shoved on calling is he isn't he He's not got, he doesn't have the right odds against any hand that hasn't beat. It feels like he's trying to get like two red aces to commit. Maybe that's what he's doing. I guess like that's, that's why you call if you think Seidel is going to play two red aces that way, but he could very easily just play that as a check call. He could, but you can see how Seidel from Seidel's point of view is like, well, geez, if a diamond comes, like I'm not going to really get the rest of it. So I might as well I mean, get it in. Never... And, I, and I'm wait, and I'm calling it off anyway. Like, so I might as well get it in now to get, so that way I always get paid when the diamond comes. I guess that's possible. Because if, you, if you're going to call it off anyway, you might as well make sure you make the extra 300 All right, if, if you think that's going to happen, then I guess you can call. But if you think for some reason that that's not going to happen and Seidel's mostly check calling with those types of hands, then you don't have the right odds against all of the hands that have you beat. If you're Davies. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean, when they check shove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, because now we're down to what? Like, exactly flushes? And 8-9. And set of jacks, which obviously a very bad odds against. Very, very, yeah. very bad. And we think Seidel, I mean, I guess Seidel, okay, so let me just say, so Seidel calls the 8-9, yeah. right? And so I guess that means Seidel's also calling top set. 
Yeah. And not probably not check raising that either. Right. And I get the call, by the way, with 8-9 instead of a check shove. Oh, yeah. Davies could absolutely have him drawing dead. Now, again, you can make the case, if you're drawing dead, you're probably screwed either way. But maybe Seidel feels like, well, I can call, and if another diamond comes off, I can actually get away from this. And sometimes, sometimes. I can call, and it'll go check, check, and that'll be nice and safe feeling. Yeah. And, the other, and, of course, the other side of it, if somehow Davies is bluffing, Although it's hard to come up with too many ways, but these guys, these super high roller guys, will take one pair and turn into a bluff all the time. So, like if he has seven eight of spades or something. Yeah. Well, I guess of clubs because Seidel is the spade. Maybe he has ace ten suited, and he's like, you know what? It's not good enough. Maybe. Now, now that Seidel checks after betting on the flop, it's not good enough. But but I can think of a way to win, yep. and it's not it's not checking, you know. So just to give so this way by by check calling you give Davies a chance to get it all in with you you know by the river like shoving the river and just be bluffing even though it's a reasonable hand like yep. a showdownable hand. Yep. All right. So Seidel does call. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the interesting stuff yet. How about that? <laughs> you thought this hand was going to be boring. Pots one point oh oh five million. You don't know what the, those listeners were thinking. Pots 1.005 million. <laughs> so many chips. Seidel has... You said Seidel was going to have 300K left? That doesn't sound no, right. No, I did not no, say he's that. Gonna have, no, he's going to have 600K left. 635 yeah, after okay. the 300. Okay. Yeah. I didn't say that. River's the queen of spades. Okay. It is a notable card. It's not a diamond, but it's notable. Seidel could have a set now. Yep. Seidel checks. I think that's the only move. With the hand that he has. Yeah. Yes. Should Here's a huge yes. question. Should Davies bet, which would mostly be effectively moving Seidel in for yeah. 60% of pot. Okay. So we have to play the game all over again of like, yeah. what can we get called by? What's calling us if we shove? And is it good enough? I think actually? the first question has to be, will Kings and Aces call? Of course. Well, if they're not going to call, we should not shove. Right. Like, we just can't. All right. So let's ask the question from Seidel's perspective. Yes. Let's say he played two black Kings this way. Should he call if Davies moves in? <sighs> well, if we're using distribution... And we have, okay, if we're using distribution, they feel like the bottom of our range, right? Now, maybe yes. we'll have blockers. Sometimes we'll have a, a diamond in our hand, and then they'll, they'll move up in our range, in our distribution, yeah. not in our range, in our distribution. Though. Yeah. Um, so having a diamond blocker would make them more likely to call. Um, but without the diamond blocker, you have two black kings. That may be the worst hand we can have now, as Seidel, right? Yeah. Since we check-called the turn, and it was a big bet, I think it's the worst hand. Maybe we could have jack-10 still which is better than two black kings right but it doesn't have a diamond in it at least but yes but you're right yeah um it's better than two black kings anyway um so two black kings is the worst hand we think we can show up with yeesh yeah so we probably should fold that how about red kings and red aces in those hands that feels a lot closer I think we have a lot of hands we can call with. If we got to the river with 8-9, we know we got to the river with 8-9, right? Yeah. As Seidel. And maybe Davies doesn't know that, but let's, let's assume Davies has like at least a close approximation of what Seidel got to the river with. Okay, let's assume that. Because he's very good. Sure. What's Seidel has 8-9. He has sets of 6s, sets of 7s, potentially, maybe, depending on preflop. We know he's got sets of jacks and sets of queens. And sets of 10s. Right. I mean, Davies knows he can't have that, of Right, course. but from, we're talking about Seidel. Should he call with certain hands, right? Right. Okay. That feels like enough to fold the overpairs. Especially considering that as Seidel, we're going to have some slow played diamonds. Right. Once in a while, we're going to have at least one or we're going to have a, once in a while, we're going to have the nuts. Here. Not to mention Jack 10 suited. Right. And potentially Queen 10 suited. 
potentially Queen 10 suited. He's probably folding on the He's turn. He's not though. calling Queen 10 suited on the turn yeah. for sure for 300K. Yeah, so just Jack 10 suited. Yeah. But that feels like a lot. That does. I mean, that really dwarfs the amount of combos we can come. I mean, that makes us able probably to fold out Jack 10, let alone like two kings or two aces, at least two ones that ones that don't have diamonds in them. I don't right. mean Jack 10, but of course the kings and the aces. I think when the kings and aces have the diamonds in them, we might feel like we have to call. But certainly, certainly anything that doesn't have a diamond in it, I think we have to fold those hands. Yeah, and I think it's close to even consider calling with the aces or kings. It doesn't the, feel good. Yeah. So, Okay. So that's from Seidel's perspective. Now from Davey's perspective, back to should we bet? Because yeah. some of those hands that we have that are better than the overpairs are hands that are worse than Davey's current hand. So sixes, sevens, those are good things for Davey's. If he can have them. Yeah, that Seidel might consider calling with. Of course, mm-hmm. those don't block diamonds. Maybe you'd rather have the aces with the ace of diamonds. I'm going to believe Seidel can show up with at least sevens. Okay. Probably sixes too, but sevens, I'm going to say. Then he can have the one combo of Jack-10 suited that cool. he can call with. So we're at like four and a half-ish combos that we can get called by that we beat. And a lot of combos that we get called by that we, yeah. that we lose to. Now, if Seidel calls with all ace, ace with the ace of diamonds yes. and all king, king with the king of diamonds, then that's another six combos. So that gets us to ten and a half combos. Yeah. Um, what's the half combo? Oh, because we're not like sure like about... Like sixes. Yeah, I'm giving okay. him a half combo of Got sixes. It. Got it. It's, Fine, we'll call it 10 and a half combos. Um, we can give and then, more combos. Yeah, whatever, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Call it 10, call it 11, who cares? Um, well, there's three combos of queens, three combos of jacks that we're losing to. That's six. Yeah. There's four combos of eight, nine suited still. Yeah. So that's 10. Mm-hmm. And there's, we got to give them at least one combo of the nuts. Yeah, probably. So that's 11. Yeah. So it might be like 50-50, actually. It might be that close. It might be that close, but it's not a decision that we're being forced to make. Right. It's different than when you're deciding whether or not to call. Mm-hmm. And there's huge implications as far as tournament seating and stuff. I will say that Seth Davies takes a while before he bets, and I think he's actually thinking about all this stuff, and he's probably thinking, like, well, if he has all sixes, like, I wonder if he's literally thinking, if, he can ha- if, he, if he's opening pocket sixes, and I think he is, that means there's 12 combos of things that can call me and only 10 combos of things that call that I, that I lose to while I beat 12. That means I'm supposed to bet. I mean, this is could assuming, it possibly be like assuming, that? by the way, that Seidel calls with sets of sixes and sevens. That's a good point. But we're assuming he is calling. And Jack-10 suited. Yeah. We're assuming he is, but here's the thing. Seth Davies does move all in, and Seidel looks really perturbed. Yeah. It takes a very long time with 8-9 suited. That's a really so good point. I'm not so sure. The fact that he takes as long as he does with 8-9 suited really is problematic for this shove. Right, and this is also under the assumption that Seidel is absolutely calling with all of his aces with the diamond and kings with the diamond, which I don't think we can make that assumption. Um, correct. So I think it gets really hairy and close. Now, just because Seidel took a long time with 8-9 suited doesn't mean he wouldn't have found a call ultimately with, with any set. I agree. Or with aces or kings with right. the king of diamonds. But of course... But he didn't insta-call, which means like where we'd say like, okay, well, we knew yeah. he was calling. Like, he wasn't sure he was calling with that either. Yeah. So that is, that is a fair point. So I think this is a little bit too thin. God, it's crazy. It feels like both the turn and river bet feel too thin somehow. Yeah. Even though he, he has the second nuts on the flop, he still has a really, really strong hand the rest of the way. And he blocks diamonds. And he nice. blocks diamonds. But maybe, maybe the point is he can only get one of these bets in, not two of them. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's supposed to check the turn and bet the river or bet the turn and then check the river. Both, I really understand where he's like, oh, it's so nitty to check back yeah. this river. Like, I how, get it. How am I ever going to get value from these guys if they see me checking back tens here? But Yeah, I think it's a pretty hairy spot. Maybe Davies ultimately decided that since he has a diamond, he has to go for it. And if he didn't have a diamond, he would only go for one street. I think that sounds, that's more reasonable. Um, the other thing too is like, Seidel is, 
and I don't know if this ever would come up in this spot. Like, really, I don't. But Seidel is absolutely capable of making hero calls. We've seen him do it. We've seen him call Jack High before, you know, in a big spot. Um, and when there was heads up for an EPT, yeah. right? Um, so it is. So we're sort of saying these are the hands he's calling with. Maybe he's calling with. It's hard to think of what other hands he really even has because he had. To I call mean, the obviously turn. that was a very different hand and different scenario. I said that already. Yeah. Like I, I agree. Um, but the point is, he's not one of those guys who can't make a hero call. You know, who's who's only going to like really show up with super tight here, always, no matter what. Like he at least has it in him to make some stranger. Like if he decided to hero call the turn, I don't know why he would. I don't know how he would. It's really hard for me to come up with anything, quite frankly. He could have it in to hero call the river too. But with what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's also hero call. We've seen him hero call Chino Reem before too, with like super like bad yeah, hands. But and of stuff course, like. it's Chino Reem. I know. Different scenario, different player. Of course. But it's just hard to imagine hands that Seidel would play like this that would fall in the hero call category that I agree. weren't over pairs. We have to, as Seth Davies, we have to be able to come up with some of those. But sometimes it's hard to figure out what they're heroing with, you know, when they're heroing. Deuces. <laughs> um, nines? With yeah. the nine of diamonds? Something dumb like that. I really, really. You block diamonds and you're like, Davies really doesn't, doesn't have sets because he didn't raise the flop. Um, isn't betting a 10 again. Really hard for him to have a jack. Uh, I block diamonds a little bit. I'm just trying to come up with something I understand here. everything that you're saying, but I would like 10 to 1 against Seidel taking yeah. that line. With I don't that think hand. he's calling with nines on the turn. I mean, yeah. And probably not all in on the river. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just stretching here. Um, to see if it's possible that this this is a better bet than we're thinking on the river. Yeah. Anyway, Davies. Davies makes the bet. And of course, as we said, Seidel does not snap call. Should he consider folding? Um, he should consider it. But he's ultimately too high in his distribution, and there's he's a shorter stack. I mean, he beats everything but diamonds, and the good news for him is it's possible Davies only has, like, two combos of diamonds I think here. that's about right, yeah, because the... He could have maybe king, queen of diamonds, and ace, queen of diamonds. It's possible that Davies is going to turn over the ace, three of diamonds, and we're going to be like, rah, rah. Or eight, eight, nine of diamonds. Yeah, but mostly, yeah. eight, nine of diamonds, we'd expect he might raise that on the flop. He might raise, he might raise all his, a lot of his yeah. flush draws on the flop, like you were saying, so we can knock out some of those flush combos, too, especially yeah. when we bet so small on the and flop. And based on distribution, it's just a call. Yeah. And, and Davies doesn't have to show up. Da- Davies might bet a may play a set like this sometimes, although it's hard to imagine Jack 10 more than a set, I guess he did play a set like this. Yeah. But I don't know if we would ever think that probably not, man. This is a tough hand. It is tough. So ultimately calls. This is, this is a hand that once again, illustrates the power of distribution and how like it's hard to figure out what the hell's going on. So just use distribution, right? Yeah. I mean, against a guy like Seth Davies, that's probably just what you're supposed to do a lot. Right. And eight, nine clearly high enough in the distribution to make this call yeah. when there's no, other short stacks that are going to like let you ladder up and the ICM is not that big anyway. So it seems like a pretty good time to call, which Seidel does. Yeah. I got to say, I'm really grateful to the concept of distribution to just have a way to like make decisions yeah. against like guys who, you know, are going to be super tough instead of like, I'm just calling him no matter what, or I should just, it's too much. I have to fold. And right. it's like, okay, here's how I'm going to figure this out. And it's like reasonable. Yeah. You know, and it makes it so you can't really be exploited by the player too badly. And it's just fine. It's a powerful concept for sure. Yeah. Anyway, good job, Eric Seidel, who yeah. ends up getting, what, fourth? Uh, I'm going to say he got fourth and Davies got fifth, but I'd have to look it up That again. sounds right. You said it before we started Yeah, the they podcast. both made over a million dollars. So that's pretty, pretty good. Here it is. Seidel fourth, Davies fifth. Davies one million, Seidel 1.275 million. Just uh, 1.275, which is like more than probably half of Johnny Chan's Hendon. 
Is that what Seidel would call it? He probably, I'm, he probably, I'm sure that's not true. He probably measures all of his scores by what percentage of Johnny Chan's Hendon they are. I'm sure Johnny Chan has more than $2.5 million in Hendon. It's probably true, but let's take a look. Yeah. Let's find out how all much right. Johnny Chan well, has. You want to bet $5 right now? On it? No, I'll give no. you 2 to 1. No. I'll take, I'll you, take under $6 million. That's a complete. You just you're you just. I'm just offering a different bet. Yeah, Do you I, want it or not? I don't want it, but I'm just saying you go from like ah, that's probably less than half. All snarky and immediately like triple the number. I was just making a joke based on the. How earlier. dare you make fun of Johnny Chan? I'm making I a know. rounders joke. I know you because of course I'm just I'm making a joke. Eric Seidel hates it. <laughs> uh, he's got eight point seven million. Ah, I could have made that bet. Let's see how much more Eric Seidel has than Johnny well, Chan though. I mean, Seidel plays all the big ones. He should have tabs open on his phone that are Johnny Chan's Said, Hendon and his Hendon. Seidel's got to have at least like 18 million right oh i'd say more than that 20 here it comes here it comes fascinating podcasting 37 jeez what's what's the all time like sixth fifth Fifth, yeah yeah very impressive yeah eat that rounders viewers Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.